Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Than last time, it is. It is this time. Good. <laughs> is your uh, is your mic stand ready? It's ready. Your ball shaved. <laughs> Just, my ball is shaved. <laughs> Good. Well, in that case, hey, moviegoers, you're listening to Two Dudes <laughs> Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. <laughs> And that's how this show starts. I might have to leave in some of that uh, little bit of warm up before we actually got into the intro. I think that was a, <laughs> I like that one. I think people need a little little peek behind the curtain. Just kind of kind of gets people a little more excited for the show. They feel like they're really here with us on the futon. Yeah. It's Do you a, feel like you're here? Barely. <laughs> I was barely there for this movie either. But we'll get into that. Throwing it down right away. You know how we feel. Yeah, you know how I do. You know how I do. <laughs> but Colin, how do you do? How do I do? I do good. <laughs> I do good too. I do good too. We do good. We two dudes do good. I'm trying to think of any happenings that have happened. No happenings on this side. Although I did watch the happening. Ooh, did you? No. Thank God. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it. You can't make me. When I came home today, Ryan and his girlfriend, Liv, they were watching um, Iron Man. Wait, Ryan and his girlfriend, Liv? Ryan and Liv. Ryan Liv. I live, too. I live, like, about 10 minutes away from here. What are you getting at? Ryan and his girlfriend, Liv. So Ryan and his girlfriend have not died. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, continue. <laughs> they were watching Iron Man. Oh, nice. Yeah. and um, I think I saw that downstairs on the TV stand. Yeah, they, they were watching Iron Man. But we, it's a classic. It is a classic. It's a cla- It's from like it, it was, 12 years ago. <laughs> what a classic. Yep. It was funny, though, because uh, when they were watching it, I came in the house, and it was like the climax of the movie, and I heard I heard uh, Liv, it was like, what's his name? Like, Obadiah or like something like that? And then, and then Ryan was like, yeah, it's like Obadiah. And then she was like, what a dumb name. <laughs> It sounds so biblical. Yeah. <laughs> Obadiah. But man, happy to be back on the futon. It's been a short while in terms of us actually recording, but same amount of time for the listeners because these just come out week, <laughs> weekly. Weekly. Yeah. yeah. So, so you guys wouldn't fucking know. Yeah, you have no fucking clue. Yeah, no. I mean, we went a long period without seeing each other. Now we've seen each other twice in the span of a couple of days. So this is nice. Yeah, it's nice. We're getting back in back into the swing of things. Got to bank a few of these so that daddy can take a break. <laughs> I uh, I was saying before we started recording that uh, we've been trying to get around to seeing High Life, 
It was supposed yeah. to come out this week. I saw a poster when I was going to see, I think when I was going to see the movie we're reviewing today, and I snapped a picture and sent it to you because I was so excited. So yeah. We've been talking about this movie for a minute. And it's not coming out. And <laughs> this it's not week, coming it's out. like, what the fuck? Yeah. On the poster, in the top right corner, it says, like, you know, come into the theater April, whatever the fuck. 19th. There you go. Go on the app to go get our tickets because we really want to fucking see it. And they're not on there. Nope. What, what are you doing to us, AMC? First, we can't buy Endgame tickets. <laughs> now you're putting up movie posters for movies you don't show with dates that I guess don't exist. <laughs> I said to Ryan uh, before you got here, I was like, yo, Ryan, a week till Endgame. And he goes, I know. Then after that, everything will be boring. <laughs> yeah. Ain't wrong. Like, yeah. Kind of before that, everything's boring, too. <laughs> I really want more good movies. Yeah. Am I asking too much? Uh, yes. <laughs> this year is already shaking up to be yet another step down from last year. In our duty episode, you had mentioned that 2018 had... More movies you liked, but less movies you loved. Correct. This year, granted, we're only, what, a third of the way through it? We're four months in. And four months in, and it's bleak. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean... I need a saving grace. There's been good movies. I'm trying to think it's if... It's been like f- four. Four, <laughs> four or five. There's been there's been three really good movies, and then there's been a couple of ones where I'm like, that was that was good. And then there's been a few that are like, um, that was a movie. And then yeah. there's been some that are like, that was not a mo- even a movie. <laughs> like, so far this year, I would say like movies that I really, really enjoyed that I will definitely be buying. It's it's like Fighting With My Family yeah. and Us. Yeah, and definitely Us. I would get the Lego movie too. I'm hoping that I can find it as like a two-pack with the first one and the second one because I think that Logan would really like that. Yeah. that Yeah, maybe, maybe you that. See, you see glasses coming out. And they're doing like the trilogy where it's like Unbreakable, Split, and Glass all in one pack. I might get that. Yeah, I might. Yeah. Do you have Unbreakable already? No, I don't. That's why I was saying you have I, Split. No, that's oh. why I might get that. Yeah, that's actually worth it then. I was actually I had Unbreakable in my hand maybe like two months ago, yeah. and it was like five bucks, and for whatever reason I didn't buy it. That's fair though, because so. now you can just get all three of them, not waste your time. Yeah, I mean, some might argue that is still a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at last year, the movies that I saw, and probably at this point, we had Black Panther, Annihilation, Ready Player One. Wow, Ready Player One came out that early in the year? I think it came out around this time. Okay. I think it was about April. And Thoroughbreds I liked a lot, and Blockers in a Quiet Place. Wow. And and, and, uh, Infinity War. Hot tip for everybody, A Quiet Place is now on Hulu. Just saw that pop up recently. If you haven't seen it, go watch that. I'm I'm really excited for Megan to watch that. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, at this point last year, and last year I thought was a down year, at this point last year, there was at least like six or seven movies that I was actually like, I really like that. I will be buying that. There's only like two this year so far. I think I'm going to have to get Captain Marvel because I'm a I'm a fanboy, so I have to have the collection. Yeah. I'm probably going to get Lego Movie 2, definitely going to be bringing home us. And you know, I think, think I would actually get Shazam, and I just saw, we're not going to do it on the podcast, but Missing Link, I would get that. Okay. Yeah. It was it was cool. It was cute. I also have a son. It's from uh, Lacoste Studios, did Coraline, and they did Kubo, and Kubo's one of my favorite animated movies, period. It's It might be top three for me. 
Yeah, like I would, I wouldn't even put it top. It's five. really freaking good. Confidently throw it in the top three. This is like a little bit skews younger, but good stuff. My son liked it, so I'd probably buy that for him. And it's something that I could enjoy watching. Looking at the movies that I've seen, the ones that I would be buying: Replicas, Captive State, <laughs> and Greta. <laughs> I forgot about Captive State. I wonder- no, I think uh, honestly, I think it's fighting with my family and uh, fighting with my family and us, and then. Maybe I like Shazam. Shazam probably. Yeah. But it's I mean, there was like six at this point I'm, last year. I'm actually only going to buy Triple Frontier, <laughs> The Dirt. You're buying a movie that's on Netflix. Highwaymen, <laughs> Unicorn Store. Yeah. I really need those. <laughs> and the silence. <laughs> I'll I'll Oof. I'll rip them off my computer and then put them on a disc for you. Thank you. Just so you ha- oh, have them at all times. HD only. There you go. I don't play none of that standard definition bullshit. No, of course you can't. You can't. I'm not some broke ass motherfucker <laughs> living in some some place that houses poor folk. Which reminds me, I was just thinking we should probably we should probably. What were you thinking? Because I have absolutely no idea what you're thinking right now. <laughs> and should you really? <laughs> You know what? It's my brain. It's none of your business what's in my brain. But I'm thinking we should probably like put on our shoes. You should probably put on socks and then shoes. You know what? You could do whatever you want. Flip flops, baby. Oh, t- no. I won't let you walk out of this place with we'll flip flops. Step on a needle. <laughs> <laughs> that I put there to teach you a goddamn lesson about flip flops, sir. But we're going to go ahead, take a walk outside, take a walk on the wild side. We're going to walk through fire. We're gonna walk the line. We're gonna walk into the walking Phoenix. Phoenix into the, <laughs> we're gonna be walking to Phoenix, Phoenix Arizona, <laughs> because that's where I heard they have the only existing Toys R Us. That's also not true. I made that up. But I think for real though, I think the only blockbuster is is uh, in Arizona. Really? Yeah. I thought it was Alaska has the last one. So there's not enough people to close it. <laughs> there's only one guy he's like i can't close the store by myself i better just keep it open <laughs> it's easier <laughs> does anybody rent no <laughs> but we're gonna stop by the last blockbuster and we're gonna go ahead and find a find a goddamn toys r us somewhere because this is important because i heard there's this new toy on the shelf that you could only get if you've been to the trailer park <laughs> Oh my god! I just have to laugh real quick because <laughs> of this image of yeah. the trailer before we even started playing it. We've got the uh, the trailer pulled up already, but it's fr- frozen on a frame, and it's just this woman screaming. Yeah, you know what <laughs> it I just so funny. And you know what I just realized? We haven't even uh, said what movie we're reviewing today. No, we haven't. Should we keep it a secret? Well, we were we're talking about toys. We were talking I about think toys. We think everyone can figure out what movie we're talking about. Toy Story Four. Yes. <laughs> Child's Play. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying are you saying that it's it is Child's Play? Yeah, like it's figuring like, it out. Like Child's Play. <laughs> Elementary Watson. <laughs> yes, Child's Play. <laughs> Child's Play. But no, we're doing Child's Play because we're doing Pet Cemetery, which we haven't said yet. But I mean you can read the title of the show. Yeah, I mean if you episode. clicked on the episode, you know awesome. what we're doing. Awesome. You didn't read it, but yeah, we're doing Pet Cemetery, which is why we're doing Child's Play because yeah. we got in the era of reboots and remakes. Of course, horror is a lot to pull from, and so much of it has already been remade. 
I think out of all the genres, horror gets the most remakes. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it and I mean like it was just remade, you know, Child's Play, all the fucking Jason movies, uh yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like they've rebooted so many horror franchises. Carrie was rebooted. Um, I wouldn't say Alien is a reboot, but they are like revisiting and kind of rewriting some of the Predator. Lore. Oh, Predator. Yep. Twice now. Yeah. Twice now because you have like this new Predator, unless they're all in the same. They're all in the same. The Predator. Don't watch it, but I, it's a continuation of the story, but it's still a reboot. I mean, they haven't made a movie. And in... Predators. Yeah. Uh, Robert Rodriguez. I actually like that one. Predators is the one with um Topher Grace. Yeah. And. Uh... And Adrian Brody with the beak, right? With the beak, he's built like a toucan. I I think so. <laughs> His nose is like, oh, <laughs> he's got a big nose. Is what I'm trying to say. I yeah, yeah, no, he definitely does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got nothing after that. You know we what? This episode's done. We just hit a wall. But no, dude. Child's Play coming out. I honestly forgot that this movie was being made. Yeah, I, I, the only time I ever remember that this movie's being remade is when I go to our theater and I have to go to the theaters downstairs because the posters kept down there. Oh yeah, and I always like walked down. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, uh, the downstairs of our theaters where they keep all of the not so popular <laughs> movie posters, like the Ugly Dolls movie. Yeah, yeah, I keep seeing that shit. <laughs> and the second A Dog's Purpose movie. <laughs> A dog's other purpose. <laughs> Licking his nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, Child's Play, it, I wouldn't say it's it's like a great movie, the original. But yeah. It's, but it's like a classic, and it's I, like people know, oh, shit, that's Chucky. Like, Chucky is an iconic character. Yeah, dude. This they're, Apparently, they're not even calling it Chucky in this movie. They're calling it Buddy. That's what the doll is in child in the first Child's Play. It's like a Buddy doll or something, something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I so, think I think it's almost like a Cabbage Patch Kids thing where like they do have like names, but the doll itself is has its own name. So okay. I think that's I think that's uh, still the same. I also haven't watched that movie in a really long time. Yeah, I'm so ho- maybe I'm wrong. I don't I'm know. hoping that it, his name's still Chucky, just because I don't really understand the point. And I think they say it. I think they say it in this trailer because spoiler, we've watched it before. I've only watched it once, and I watched it on my phone. Same. Same. So. I think I saw the first trailer. We're going to be watching the official number two trailer. Yes. And is it a number two? I guess we're going to find I out. Know. You want to you want to get into this now? Yeah, roll All it, right. baby. Andy, I know this move has been really tough, but this is supposed Aubrey to be Plaza. Yeah. You said Total babe. That's a selling point for me. Buddy, I'm already going to go see it. Control all of your products and smart home devices. Introducing your new best friend. It's a smart doll. Yeah, it is a smart doll. app. There are some cool features on that little, like, I don't know, infographic thing they showed there that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Mom, I need to tell you something, and I need you to believe me. I think... Chucky did something. Oh, so his name is Chucky. Yeah. Okay. Oh shit. Andy, if you know something, you better tell me. We just saw him in the Joker trailer. Yeah, we've been talking about him a lot lately. 
And this is uh, Jack Black's uh, strange brother. <laughs> yeah, it does look like that. Oh my oh, god. Wow. Yeah, they, they really showed a lot in there. Really not holding back. You would you would think that they would just kinda wanna I don't know. Keep some of them a surprise? You would think, but that's not the world we live in. Maybe this just means they're gonna kill a lot more people. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I wanna see a lot of people die. Yeah, I would like there to be a higher body count on this because um I feel like some movies lately they're uh they don't have the they don't have the nuts they don't have the nuts to go there oh we'll talk about that yeah talk um, about no fucking balls i have a, i have a big issue with this the doll from the movie you know the original movie yeah looks way better than this thing this looks like a this is america character <laughs> yeah it looks like the dolls from the goosebumps movie yeah it, it oh, man it's <sighs> that's just my reaction to this <sighs> like okay. well, there's so many movies that have been coming out recently where like their remakes or their extensions to the franchise for a franchise that started in like the 80s or 90s or whatever and the things that are in those movies from the 80s or 90s look better than the things that are coming out now like the dinosaurs in Jurassic World look like dog shit compared to the dinosaurs in Jurassic yeah. Park and it's and it's that argument practical versus digital yeah but like I don't know why they. this is the doll that we have in this movie because it looks terrible. And Child's Play came out in 88 with like a super minimal budget. Yeah. But I mean, that doll actually, it's it's weird. You you watch that doll, maybe not so much the movements of it, but the way it looks, it looks creepy when it's not doing anything just because it looks, it's almost like that um, Uncanny Valley where you're like, I know that thing's not living, but it looks too close to being yeah. real. And this just looks like a toy. And I don't know, it's, it's got like the Alita Battle Angel eyes going on right now. It's like... <laughs> yeah, that's true. But one thing I will say that this Chucky doll has going for it, voiced by Mark Hamill. Yes. that I so, am actually very excited about that. Yeah, that... I mean, he also voiced the Joker. And he can... His Joker voice is great. So I'm sure that can kind of like shift and translate very well into this. And he can play like that creepy, weird psycho... Yeah, I think he, I think he can. Also, I mean, after Star Wars, he like really didn't get many roles because I think everyone's like you're you're Luke Skywalker. So yeah, his career shifted from being like you know a live action actor to basically just a voice actor, and which is fine by me because he's fucking great. Yeah, and he's really good at it. So that's that is one thing that I think in this movie that I'm actually very excited for. I think he's gonna do a good job with that. The cast is actually pretty good. You got Aubrey Plaza, which is the kid's mom. We already mentioned Mark Hamill. We pointed out without names, but. Brian Tyree Henry, who is from Atlanta, and we just saw in the trailer for Joker. Oh, there's another connection. Mark Hamill, Joker. Yeah. Now he's in the new Joker movie, and he's fucking great. And then, you know, a lot of kid actors, which makes sense. Yeah. There's a, there's a know, lot. Um, kids play with toys. Yeah. There, there are a couple that have already come from a, like a horror background. Gabriel Bateman, he's playing, I guess, the main kid in this movie. Yeah. He was in a movie called Lights Out. That came out a while ago, which we talked about in our last episode for Shazam. Mm. Yeah, the director for Shazam directed that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, a lot of connections to our last week's episode. Yeah. 
It's the two dudes, two dudeverse. Yeah, we also, haven't gone very far. Look up on IMDb, everyone. Uh, Trent Redicop. Redicop. <laughs> Protector <laughs> of evil. <laughs> Trent Rentacop. Protector of this mall's parking lot. <laughs> Spelled R E D E K O P. He looks exactly like Jack Black. Yeah. It's weird. Look him up right now. Look at a picture. It's, yeah. We're talking about uncanny. Yeah, that's the real Uncanny Valley. <laughs> yeah, you're like, is that fucking Jack Black? No, oh my god! Oh, thank God it's not. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I think it's a good thing for Jack Black's career. If it's yeah, exactly. Not. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of deaths in this trailer already. Like we said, um, this this has the potential to be very good because I think the standard is so low for these horror remakes. Yeah. And and you know what is like Child's Play, like I said, I wouldn't say that it was a great film. And everything that came after that is worse. Yeah. Th- it's all- campy is what it is. Yeah. Because it's hard to take a murderous kid's toy, like a doll, too seriously. It's like I don't think you're gonna get the same kind of horror that you get out of a Michael Myers character, where it's something like more kind of like overpowering. Whereas yeah. this is like a small doll. I think for kids, I remember when I was a kid seeing Chucky, I never even saw the movie, but I was the look of it scared me as a kid. Yeah. But I think I think when you get older, though, that's when, you know, people got older with Chucky. It stopped getting scary. So that's when they went more for like the campy, like you're saying. Yeah. But the movies have gotten progressively worse as time goes on. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe they can. This might be a tick up from some of the things they've done. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. At least they're trying to like update it a little bit, not make it the same movie as before. Yeah, I mean, that's with the app thing. And I don't know how I feel about that. They show you this infographic on the trailer, which we're looking at now. And there's a cool couple of things in there that I think could be cool. There's one thing on there that says Buddy Video, and it says, see what Buddy sees. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm that's going to yeah, I'm assuming there will be a moment in this movie where the kid's phone goes off. And he witnesses Chucky killing someone else from the eyes of Chucky. That could be really cool. Yeah. So I'm sure we're going to get those POV scenes from the doll, which you kind of need in a movie like this. Yeah. And that's something that like is very like classic trope in like horror movies, like seeing through almost like blurred kind because like a lot of these villains like wear masks and stuff and you see things. Well, there's like, that first scene of Halloween. Yeah, that's exactly. Really exactly. So those POV shots, that's like a classic horror movie move. Now, Apparently they've said that they're doing away with like the like voodoo aspect of Chucky. Yeah. And I don't think they've said yet what it is, but I'm really hoping that this isn't something where it's like it's a virus. Some some terrorist hack the kid's doll type thing. Like that's gonna piss me off if that it's that if that's what's happening. I I hope that they're better than that. I think <laughs> I'm putting faith that it will be better than that. I think it needs to stay like a creature type thing or a possession type thing. Yeah. The other app thing that I have on here or that they sh- they're showing us that I think might be cool is it says Buddy Cloud. Yeah. Buddy Cloud. <laughs> Name's Buddy. Buddy Cloud. Buddy Cloud. <laughs> uh, Buddy Cloud. So I guess this app has ability to be uploaded to the cloud. So maybe the videos get uploaded to the cloud and that's how someone discovers that the doll is killing people or something like that. Because, you know, what's what's also weird is, like, the way, you know, how do, how does a kid prove to a parent, my doll is fucking killing people without sounding crazy. So maybe, like, yeah. Aubrey Plaza's character looks up the videos on the cloud or something like that, and that's how she figures out that shit's 
hitting the fan. Yeah. Apparently, there's also, I think, do they say it in here? I thought there was something where, like, there's a scene where someone's wearing headphones or something like that. And people are saying that possibly, like, when, like, the kid's got his headphones in, mm-hmm. Chucky is talking to him through the headphones. So, like, there's people around, but Chucky's talking to him through the headphones so no one else can hear what the doll's saying to him. Could be. Yeah. I think that might actually be cool, though, because yeah. it's kind of like you're freaking out because this thing's threatening to kill you and no one else has any idea what's going on because it's a doll and, you know. Yeah. But there's still a lot of death happening in this trailer, so, I mean, people got to be putting something together. And if there's only one kid running around going, like, my doll's killing people, uh, someone should probably listen. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is, like, so many people are dying and they're like, what's going on here? My doll's killing people. What's really going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm assuming this is rated R. It has to be rated R. Yeah, you got to go hard R. I want to see old school horror movie R rating. A lot of blood, a lot of deaths, boobs. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me when I went and saw the first uh, Jurassic World movie. Yeah, we went and saw it on opening night and there was such demand for the movie that we had to wait outside to see it. There was like a big line. We're waiting for the theater before us to get out and everyone from the theater gets out. And there's this little kid. He probably was like five years old and he walks by us and he goes, it was really good. There's a lot of death. (laughs) And we were like, well, there's America's next serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) That's our future people. (laughs) One thing that has me a little bit excited and this could go like wrong so quickly, but it looks like there's a part in this movie where there's like a group of kids going up against Chucky. I like that. I like that a lot, too. And it seems like lately there's been a lot of movies where it's kids going up against something and they've been very good. Taking notes out of Stranger Things. Stranger Things. It was very good last year, which I'm going to bring up on this episode. Okay. (laughs) There was another movie called like Summer of 80 something. I'm trying to remember what it was. It's a movie that takes place in like the 80s and there's there's a killer. That movie was pretty good. It seems like there's a lot of people honing in on like you have kids that don't suck at acting. Yeah. As like your lead, and then if the, especially if there's a rated R, you can get them to curse and say funny stuff. That helps. That's that's a good formula for a horror movie. Yeah. But overall, I'm very skeptical on how this is going to turn out. Yeah, but it could make it a like a sleeper hit. Yeah. You know, because if you go in with no expectations, now I think it's interesting that they're even rebooting this now because they're still making child's play movies like from like, yeah, the original one continuity. Came, one came out like. Two years, two years ago, ago just, just about. It was, yeah, I think 2017, 2016, something like that. What was that one called? Do you know? Uh, the Something of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. There's, there's like Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. <laughs> like, oh, I think it, well, it might have been Seed. Oh, Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chucky is what it was. So they, yeah. keep, they just keep on coming. <laughs> so that, but that was only two years ago. That's 2017. Now, in like the lead up to this movie being produced and stuff like this, the creator of Chucky and the whole franchise and everything, Don Man Mancini, Mancini, he is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> He's that cracked he, me up. <laughs> he has been outspokenly not happy about this movie being made because he's just like, this is how I make my living. I'm still making these movies and now you're gonna reboot the series not have me involved, and you're taking away my livelihood. Yeah, He's, so does he not own the rights to this? Like, I don't know. I guess I didn't go too deep into the whole thing, but it sounds like it's something where like the studio does control that stuff, but he's like, I'm still making 
Chucky movies. He's like, this is how I survive is I yeah. put out a new Chucky movie like every couple of years. <laughs> just, I throw together some B-level schlock. <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> You're killing my shit here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's like, well, make better movies and we wouldn't have to do this. Yeah. But yeah, apparently he does not co-sign this movie. He's not happy. And he's basically just warning everybody. He's like, if this movie's shit, I don't want anybody to come to me about it because I had nothing to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't blame me. But now... Blame George Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) But now if this movie's a hit, I feel really bad for this guy. Yeah, that that would kind of suck, honestly. They just cut him out? I'm I'm looking at all the names of these Chucky movies. Oh, God, that's a a trip in itself. Child's Play 2, Child's Play (laughs) 3, Bride of Chucky. Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky. Mm-hmm. There needs to be, like... <laughs> <laughs> what else could Chucky have? He's already had a bride. He's had a seed. Apparently, he's a farmer now. Yeah. <laughs> now the crop gotta... of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> the harvest of Chucky. Mmm, good corn. <laughs> but the beans didn't come out all right. They're... That's for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> They're poison beans. <laughs> God, I can't wait for the beans of Chucky. <laughs> the beans of Chucky. <laughs> Yikes. The school of Chucky. He teaches yeah. other people to be murderers. Oh, that's, you know what? It's a school. Oh, no. Chucky University. That's what they would call it. They'd switch it up. <laughs> Who would send their kid to Chucky University? Oh, my God. And then the 10th one, you have to do Chucky X in typical horror fashion. Yeah. <laughs> And I really hope we get that crossover, Chucky and Hobbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take the Halloween route, Chucky H2O. Oh, there you go. It's basically the movie Open Water, but <laughs> you're not stranded like as a couple. It's just you and this Chucky doll in the middle of the ocean. And he's like wisecracking the whole time. He's not even trying to murder you because he's like, you're going to die anyways. I'm just going to wisecrack this whole time. <laughs> you're just like... How's your battery not shorted out? We're in, we're submerged in water, you prick. <laughs> Voodoo. It's <laughs> the way you explain anything in any movie. <laughs> Chicken bones. <laughs> Voodoo. <laughs> A lady lit a candle around some chicken bones. I like that. I'll never go away. <laughs> That's the know. Chucky boy. He turned him into a leprechaun. They're <laughs> uh, always after me like a charms. <laughs> That's why I stab him. This is good. this is going crazy. It's going crazy in these movies. I, we'll see, I guess. But yeah, that's all I got on this one. How how do you feel? You anything else? No, like I said, I'm uh I'm like I guess kind of interested in it. Like when it comes out, I'm definitely gonna go see it. I yeah. just I'm skeptical over like if it's gonna be any good. It seems like kind of a strange franchise to reboot, which I guess is also why the guy's pissed because it's like they're running out of ones to reboot though. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess they are. It just seems like they've rebooted ones that are actually like very beloved and well received franchises. This yeah. seems like it's always kind of been on that like kind of B level, yeah. You know, um, so I, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it comes out. Yeah, I guess we will. Speaking of coming out, let's come out of this fucking trailer park. <laughs> people are looking at me funny, all Get- cross-eyed and shit. <laughs> how do you know they're looking at you? <laughs> They're looking at me, and they're looking at you. Oh, shit. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> now, we get more horror movie reboot heaven. Heaven? Or hell. Yeah. But if it is hell, guess what? We're coming right back. Yep, that is true. We are talking Pet cemetery. Spelt wrong. Drives me insane. 
Yep. <laughs> I get it. It's on purpose, but God damn it. Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes on the movie, I wanted to talk this real quick. Like, all potatoes. There's a lot of potatoes in it. So many potatoes. That goddamn Irish family moved in next door, <laughs> and it's just potatoes everywhere. <laughs> I wanted to talk more about Stephen King and his movies. I've heard of him. Okay. Yes. You've heard of him? I've heard of him. Okay. He did he did Maximum Overdrive, right? Yes, he did Max Steel. <laughs> he think, only did movies with Max in the name. <laughs> yeah. There, there's two people in this world. One person who loves Stephen King to death, and there's another person that's like all of his movies are trash, or he has a ton of movies that are trash. Like I never like I never really hear the person that's like kind of realistic with everything. Like I am. Are you? Very much so. Well, good. Because like The Shining is obviously incredible. Yeah. But then you've got shit like Children of the Corn, <laughs> like five, that's complete garbage. Yeah. But is that really his fault, though? No. I mean, it's not his fault, but I'm just Because he didn't write five Children of the Corn books. <laughs> he wrote one, and then somebody extrapolated on it. Yeah. And went crazy. There are a lot of movies that he has, though, that are phenomenal. And I would say when they first started putting out these adaptations of his books, that was... I, w- I would argue that's like the golden age of Stephen King adaptations. Yeah. 76, he had Carrie. 80 was The Shining. Uh, 82, Creep Show. Cujo was 83. Wow. Whoa. Uh, Christine was 83. Stand By Me was 86. Holy and, shit. These but, are all bangers. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, after that, you have good ones that come out here or there, but they're, they're like... All fueled by cocaine. Bar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Misery was, is great. That was 1990. But then you okay, had four yeah. years before Shawshank Redemption. Uh, five God years before damn. Green Mile. Then Holy eight shit. years b- b- uh, for 1480. I don't know that one. 1480 is the one that's like in the hotel. 1408? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. 1480. It's 1408. John, yeah. John Cusack, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that one's great. You don't like it? I'm not a big fan of that one. Really? I, yeah. I like that one. Wow. Um, I, maybe I should relaunch it. The Mist came out that same year. I missed it. And then... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I really then, didn't see it though. I swear. There's there's been some like horrible ones in between there, but lately, there's a lot of like TV movies. Yeah, they've they've had kind of in a sense though, like I guess a little bit of a revival in some ways. Yeah, the Dark Tower was was trash. Yeah, that that was bad. But in the last uh, year, we've had it. Yeah, which was great. Gerald's Game, a Netflix movie, I think. Yeah, uh, that was really good. And 1922, which I think might also have been a Netflix movie. Okay. But those three movies, I actually looked up the Rotten Tomato scores of them because I really like them. It's 85, Gerald's Game's 90, and 1922 is an 87. Okay. So making a comeback. Yeah. So I mean, we've we've had uh we've had some some good Stephen King stuff going on right here. I just wasn't there also a Carrie remake. Oh yeah, that recently? was not good. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe Grace. That's I I kind of wrote down only the ones that were good. This is honestly, this is probably about like 30% of the adaptations. There's so many of them and so many of them are in like the thirties or less. Like there's a lot of bad ones, but I would say when Stephen King movies are good, they're really fucking good. Yeah. They hit horde. Yeah. I feel like honestly, like it's hard for me to say I feel like there's rarely like a middle ground. I feel like they're either just this movie's trash or this movie's excellent. Yep. There's there aren't many that, that I feel could just kind of like, that was okay. I think it speaks to Stephen King's writing. Yeah. Because generally speaking, the books are so very good and thought out that if you're doing a decent depiction of it, it's going to come out great. 
But if you fail at it, it's going to be horrible. There is no way you can land in the middle on something. Yeah. It's either (laughs) you do it justice, which means it's going to be good because the book is so good, or you don't do it justice, which means it's going to be horrible. Yeah. I feel like sometimes a lot of these directors or people that come and write the screenplay, they don't necessarily understand the source material. Not at all. (laughs) I'm all right. This is a little teaser for how I'm feeling a little bit about this movie. I'm feeling a lot about this movie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how do you how do you feel about the original Pet Cemetery? I've you never seen what? a disclaimer. I've never seen the original. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. I thought you had. No. You know what? It's not one of those bangers. Like it doesn't stand out in the collection like Carrie, Cujo, Sh- The Shining. It's it's kind of middle of the pack. Like it's you know what? I think when I first saw it, I was like, this is amazing. But if you go back, it does kind of uh, lose some of its appeal. Like, it doesn't hold up quite as well. I think it's one of those ones where it, it's considered a classic because of just like the time that it came out. And like, it's really not bad. Like, I almost sound like I'm not speaking very highly of it. I just, I just want to set it up fairly. Like, if I had to make a top 10, it, this is probably like number like nine or 10 or maybe even like eight, but I don't think it would go any higher than eight. Okay. If, you, if you're talking like the OG shit, like yeah. Stand By Me is like amazing and, you know, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. The Shining on like, actually, no, I think about this. There's a lot of really good Green Mile. Like there's a lot of really fucking good movies in yeah. there. Like it's a, it's a hard contender of a top 10, but you know, it's. It's it's good. Yeah. It's a good movie. I remember now, it fondly. It now, just doesn't hold up as well. Like I said, I haven't watched it, but I, I do know what happens in it. I knew what happened in it before I went and saw this movie. Yeah. And I knew kind of the the whole, like, the main theme of Pet Cemetery because yeah. Pet Cemetery is more than just a horror movie in the sense of, like, what it means and stuff like that and what's scary about it. It's a movie about family. It's a movie about family, and you I can feel... bring your kids to this movie. Yeah, exactly. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it. Yeah. Just go. But I mean, family. I mean, like, I feel like this. It's actually funny. Stephen King has said that pet, the book Pet Cemetery is one of his only books that he's ever written that actually scares him. And I think that's because the scary things that happen in Pet Cemetery are feel the real. are the real things that could happen in real life. There's well, he in talking about the book, like he wrote certain scenes because of his family like his children and like some of these things like are actually like real life to him i'll well i'll touch on it as it as it comes up but what you were saying before about the director or writer whoever's putting together the screenplay really needs to understand the the source material and the book and i'm just gonna tell you right now whoever made this fucking movie (laughs) did not get what was truly scary about Pet Cemetery? Yeah, the book. <laughs> yes, because I should I should mention I have read the book because I used to be like way into Stephen King and I read some like deep cut Stephen King stuff, but I haven't read the Pet Cemetery novel probably in like thirteen years. So if I had to write a book report right now, I'd probably only remember about like thirty percent of it, and I would confuse what I remember from the movie with what yeah. I remember from the book. <laughs> this, this is gonna. I just want to tell you this guy. I know you'll think this is hilarious. My brother, when he was in like second grade, he had to do a book report, and that was when Lord of the Rings was out. Ooh! So he was like, he just watched Lord of the Rings and then did a book report on it. Oh no! And we have it somewhere 
I actually think it was, I think he may have been in like first grade. He was younger than second grade. We have it still because it's so fucking hilarious. But there's a part that says, what is the movie about? And then he wrote, the Lord of the Rings is about fighting. (laughs) (laughs) That was the summary of the movie. That's great. (laughs) Or the book, I guess. But yeah, it's so funny. But yeah, I mean, he's not totally wrong. (laughs) Oh, shit. You actually did read this. I read it. It's crazy. But yeah, I mean. It's about friendship and fighting yes <laughs> but yeah i i completely agree i feel like the writers on this movie didn't know what made this book and this you know the original movie you know what it is and you you said that the movie itself isn't phenomenal but the biggest complaint that i hear about the movie now isn't so much about the like actual quality of that movie it's just when you watch the movie now it's dated a little bit like that, yeah, that, that's, exactly. That's kind of it's it's a little it campy. Just hold, it's a it little just hold, dated. Doesn't hold up as well as some of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. But I hear that it's it is a good movie. So when I was watching this, I was trying to like, I knew what the movie was about. I knew what the themes were about, and all I could keep thinking was they're not hitting this. Like no. In, okay, so I'm no. I'm glad I'm not. I'm glad I'm not. I'm, in like the first fifteen minutes, I was trying to give it a chance, and then some things they were happening, and I was scratching my head. I wrote throughout this movie, I wrote WTF at the end of a note six times. <laughs> I would just keep writing a thing and be like, wait, something, 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 WTF. Yeah. Like, what's happening here? Again, I read the book 13 years ago. I was like, maybe I just forgot that part of it. And then later, as more things started piling on, I'm like, there's no way I forgot this much. There's no fucking way. I've smoked quite a lot in my life. But I remember a good amount of where am i (laughs) (laughs) but no like this they really took some liberties here yeah no i mean i wouldn't know but there was some some things when i was watching it that i was like what the what is the purpose of this who's the motherfucker who directed this okay let's just get into it yeah we gotta start we gotta start because i'm gonna start really spewing off some shit here (laughs) so there's two directors on this movie of course there is but in their everyone knows two directors are better than one. one. <laughs> I guess to their credit, they're almost like a Russo brothers. Like they they do all their movies together. Oh, okay. So they're a tag team. Yeah. Kevin Kolsch and Dennis uh Widmeyer, they come from a horror background. And actually when I was looking at their body of work, I was kind of like, damn, it's weird that we got what we got because they did Starry Eyes, which is a horror movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but nope. there's some great crazy body horror in that movie okay and then there's a they did a movie called absence which is a thriller and that movie has like a theme throughout the whole movie of like tragedy and loss and death and stuff like that so i was like okay like yeah that fits it all fits you you should have been lined up for this part of me thinks that maybe it wasn't so much them and it was the writers okay and i see that too but also the director's gonna have a say in yeah. what it is they're shooting and what the overall tone and feel of the movie's going to be. Yeah. The writers on this movie, though, uh, Matt Greenberg, and his track record, not great. Okay. Say that. He did do 1408, which we talked about earlier. Okay, so he, he's done Stephen King yeah, before. Yeah, so he has he has a link to Stephen King, and that's his highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. That's at a, 1408 is at a 79%. Okay. He wrote Halloween H2O, oh, an, another reboot. <laughs> so yeah. that's at 52. Reign of Fire. 42, and then Seventh Son. Whoa, wait. Reign of Fire, the dragon movie? Year. I liked that movie. <laughs> 42. And Man. I think it's the dragon movie. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. 
with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale. Yeah, and then he did Seventh Son, which is at an eleven percent. Now, what is that? Uh, I've never seen it, but I will tell you this: me and my brother Brandon went and saw Pacific Rim, the first one, when it came out. And uh, coincidentally, we went and saw Pacific Rim at the same time in the same theater as my br- other brother Ryan, who went with his friends, like without knowing, without knowing. So. Me and Brandon were sitting in the middle of the theater. Uh, Ryan and his fr- and his friends were sitting over to the right, and that was when AMC had. Remember, there was like there was rows on both sides, but there was like a left and a right section, and then a middle section. Okay. So, <laughs> he was sitting on the left of us, behind us, and me and Brandon were sitting in the middle. There was a part in this trailer that was so over the top, like trying to be awesome and just failed horribly. Yeah. And I heard me like. Me and my brother were laughing, and then I actually heard behind me across the theater my other brother laughing at this trailer. So when I saw that this guy wrote this piece of shit, I was like, of, of course. Like, Great. <laughs> the funniest trailer for like an action movie. And then Jeff Bueller, he wrote um, Midnight Meat Train, which I think is a hilarious like, name. Is it a porn? <laughs> if it does, it's got Bradley Cooper in it. Oh, okay. And The Prodigy, which came out. Um, Midnight Meat Train is how Bradley Cooper pitched A Star is Born to Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, that sounds lovely. They're Tell kind of- me something, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> you got some meat for me in that train. Uh, and The Prodigy, which came out this year. And I swallow, swallow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I swallow, la, 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 You got your G's out of me for the episode. So. Yeah. jeez. Oh, oh, My one G's quota. But you're going to get a lot of G's out of me for this. Okay. <laughs> but the, dire- the directors, granted, they haven't done anything great. I feel like they've worked on things that lend themselves to doing a better job on this. The writers, for the most part, I feel like... We got what we, we deserved. Got, we got what what we should have expected on this. <laughs> the cast, though, I would say this has a pretty good cast. Yeah, I, I actually really like Jason Clark. He's kind of like I know some people think he's a little vanilla. He yeah, he's kind of uh, you can switch him out of in and out of movies with the guy from like Insid- Insidious and like the Conjuring <laughs> movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They can just swap roles willy nilly as much as they want, and yeah. I wouldn't know the difference. He's in uh he's in Public Enemies, which I really like, and he's in Zero Dark Thirty, which I love. Yeah. Amy Samites. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce her last name. Samets. Doesn't matter. But she plays Rachel. She is in um Alien Covenant, and she's been in a few episodes of Stranger Things. So I, I liked her. I I you know knew about her before this. John Lithgow, great actor. He's in one of our favorite movies of all time, Interstellar. Yeah. And probably the greatest role of all time, Lord Farquaad from Shrek. I was hoping you were and- gonna say that. <laughs> But my God, he was in Daddy's Home too. So fuck John Lithgow. <laughs> and then, um, actually, I th- I thought this was uh interesting. The uh the girl, I think it's her name is Jate Lawrence. She plays Ellie. She was in The Snowman last year. <laughs> wow. So she also has a uh, shitty movie background. Yeah. So, but yeah. Overall, though, I actually kind of like the cast on this. Th- this really isn't a cast that is gonna wow you. But, but there's I- not a lot of fluff in it. No, yeah. They they did a good job of slimming down however, you know, keeping it minimal. Like, these are the only characters you really need to focus on. Mm-hmm. And they're really the only ones you necessarily meet or get names for. Yeah. I'll give them that much credit, I, I guess. I also knew going into this movie that it had, like, a small cast. And I knew it was, you know, very confined to one family. They wanted to get the most out of one family. So that, I was like, okay, cool, you're doing it good. And then the other thing, and you're going to love this. The other thing that had me a little bit excited for this movie 
is coming out of the South by Southwest Film Festival, this movie had a 100%. What? This? <laughs> Pet Cemetery? Yes. Out of South by Southwest? Yeah. People were probably like, you know, high, drunk, <laughs> like on shrooms and shit. Like, there's no way. 100%? 100% Rotten Tomatoes after South by Southwest. And that's critic score. That's critic score. We got to become movie critics. <laughs> like, official. Because this can't be happening. So let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's. I'm going to let you start because I feel like you've got the strongest opinions on here. Fucking A, right. Starts off fine. Following the mold perfectly. You're moving out of the city to the country. We get it. I actually, I actually really enjoyed the setup to this movie. Yeah, they don't waste a lot of time. Yeah, like, and they establish the characters well. They establish the the setting immediately. Like some some cool cinematography to start the movie. Yep, I like that. And the atmosphere is pretty creepy. They give you like creepy atmosphere right off the bat. Yeah. I don't know if you, you seem like you're like, well, whatever. Well, I think it gets spoiled as the movie goes on. Like yeah, the, the yeah. atmosphere, I guess it's the same, but it, it just becomes uh, lackluster after a minute. Too okay. much fog. What are you doing with all that fog? <laughs> what are we doing with it? Yeah. It's coming out of that machine over there. It's so thick. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like, though. It doesn't look like natural fog when they're going through like the pet cemetery and stuff like that i was like what drama club made this set yeah exactly (laughs) exactly but before we get even that far like it's set up he's a doctor that's same as the book same as the first blah blah blah. some things you just can't change because they're important to the whole structure Mm -hmm. and the understanding of the characters so the first note that i have is actually the first death that we see and i'm like it's 2019 you got a horror movie where some deaths are like super important. Why do you have to kill a young black man as your first death of the movie? I knew that's what you're gonna say. <laughs> I knew. Why? Now, he, he could have been anybody. Any anybody could have been a girl. Could have been. D- doesn't matter. White, Hispanic, Asian. Why did you have to commit the horror movie trope of black man dies first? Now, I'm gonna say this. When that was happening, I was like, oh, shit, they're like, they're raising the stakes, like, because there is some really good gore there. There's some really good body horror there. They kind of, like, show his, it's pretty graphic. They show, like, his brain kind of coming out of the side of it's his like head. It's, like, pulsating. Yeah, it's weird. I was kind of like, okay, cool, because, like, when you have something really graphic or, you know, like, intense like that early on, it sets the stage for the stakes later on in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or... or in theory, it should. It should set you up and keep you on the edge of your seat for the rest of it. Right. And it sets a tone and, and it's like, okay, this is the level of, you know, kind of like gore or horror that we're going for Yeah, throughout. So, like, I had a note early on where it was, oh, damn, there's some really good, like, body horror going on here. And then about halfway through this movie, I was like, where did that go? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I guess it's gone. And then from that point on, once it was like gone and you knew that they weren't going to commit to shit like that, uh, the horror aspect of this movie for me just is like dissipated. Like I, I did not find any scariness from that point of the movie on. And we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, dude, they were kind of all over the place with how they wanted to use certain uh, visuals. Yeah, They're, like some things were going to go extra 
extra hardcore, showing that we mean business and we're working on that har- that hard R rating. Yeah. And then uh, other times they were just like, mm, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like some, <laughs> like some scenes, you, you could very easily cut this movie into PG-13. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it would pretty much only take like changing two scenes. Mm-hmm. And those two scenes that you're talking about have no bearing on the plot. Nope, none whatsoever. I, I'm curious to know if they were even in the book. Nope. They weren't? I don't think so. I That's one of the, I think if, if what you're, are you talking about um, the mom's sister? The mom's sister. And, I don't remember that at and, all. And the and the guy that we talked about that died that with his with his brain. I don't remember brain that boy. either. Yeah. That's why I was like, I know it was a long time ago I read the book, but I don't remember that yeah. at all being a part of it. They felt like they were from different movies. Yeah. I I think what they were doing, and this is going to go back to what we were saying about them not understanding what's scary about the book or the original movie. I feel like they were making the movie and they were like, you know what the original was missing is all of these, like this extra imagery and like they peppered stuff in because I feel like they were worried that people weren't going to understand the horror in it and they needed things for more jump scares. They needed more quote unquote horror in their movie, not realizing that maybe not having those things actually makes it scarier. Like you look at a movie like us and and it keeps the horror simple. I've got a great, great recent movie to compare this to. What do you got? Not maybe not so much compared to, but what they should have looked at. Yeah. Hereditary. Yes. Yeah. And play off of that and correct me if I'm wrong, but it it seems like pet cemetery, the scary parts of it is supposed to be like the death of like the children and like the grief that you feel after death and like coping with that. And that. how real and sudden the deaths are. Yeah. They don't feel supernatural at all the, in like the yeah, book like the reality or the original movie. And you know, finality of death is what's scary in this. It's not the cat that comes back to life. Like, it's not the zombie yeah, it, that, aspect that's, of it. That stuff isn't scary. The, the, or nearly the, as scary as yeah. the reality of death and how it can happen to anybody at any moment. And sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. And yeah. as a parent, that's terrifying. And- for Especially me, for like kids. I, I mentioned, I mentioned Hereditary, but Hereditary has paranormal things in the movie. Those aren't the things that keep you up at night after you watch that movie. No, there's there's a scene where a girl dies in that movie, and they fully commit to the rated R in that. Yeah, they. And do. then after the fact, they commit for long periods of time just the grieving process of like the family. Yeah, and that. Like the scene with the mom crying in that movie stuck with me for like weeks after seeing it because oh, it was just so disturbing. It's hard. And after watching this movie, I was like, because the scene that I was saying where once this scene happens, spoiler, the little girl dies in this movie. Yeah. And the original one I know is the little boy, but in this one, the little girl dies. And it's like very stormtrooper esque where she gets hit by like the truck and then she no just blood. like no blood. She looks fine. She lo- yeah, she really does look fine. So There's she nothing. Just took a nap on the side and, of the road. And then after that, there's really like no grieving because they have the funeral in a montage scene yeah they send the wife and kid away and then jason clark just goes banana sandwich and fucking brings her back <laughs> and yeah. and so like not drugs for- john lithgow why yeah <laughs> yeah why did you do that but like i thought he was killing him and then the next day he like wakes up fine yeah <laughs> why i think he drugged him so he wouldn't see him going into the pet cemetery yeah maybe i think that's the reason behind it but that make uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But like, like I was saying, like if they had committed more, I think they could have made a much better movie 
you shorten out this like hour long segment in the beginning of the movie where they have to establish all the rules to the pet cemetery without actually establishing all the rules because they're going to break it a million times throughout this movie. Yep. And then if you shorten that, you get more to the death and then how shitty that is afterwards, that makes your movie way more scary and more impactful because now you actually care about the characters. Yeah. And that, you, you that, can feel for them a little bit. At that least. is my biggest issue with the movie. Oh, that's it? Yeah, yeah, because I think you actually hate this movie way more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> so. I got a full page of notes. Not one of these notes is positive. Go for it. How about. Lead, lead, lead me into something. So many of these, they're WTF because I don't fucking understand. Like, why would you change so many things? So, like, why is the house haunted? The house is now basically haunted. Like, the mom hears sounds of from, like, the dumbwaiter, which reminds her of her sister and everything. And, like. I don't remember that. I don't remember that ever being a part of it where like the house is like playing tricks on her and sounds and stuff. And she opens like the mirror in the bathroom and it's the dumbwaiter and like yeah, her body falls. falls. I'm like, why do we need this? This isn't a part. It's not a part of what makes the whole thing scary. And like, you don't need this added thing of her sister because there's no payoff to it. There's no payoff to it. And it's already scary enough being a parent and like your kid's life is in jeopardy. Like make it about the kids, make the moms coping with death about the cope coping of death of one of her children. That's the book. That's the move. That's the original movie. Why did you change it? It didn't <laughs> add anything. All it added was some creepy visual scenes when you see like her sister's like contorted broken well, body. Yeah, that was, that was honestly like, because I saw the trailer and they kind of show her sister kind of like crawling on the ground or whatever. And in the trailer, it looks very disturbing and, and scary. And I was like, oh, shit, that's that's going to be like, that's going to be tough for me to watch when I'm in the theater. That's going to be scary. And then I laughed. And, and then and then but then when it was going on, like they show it and it does look disturbing and you're kind of like, oh, that's that's weird. It doesn't look disturbing enough where you're like freaking out over it. It's yeah. just kind of like this is unpleasant to look at. Yeah. But that's about it. Like they show like her toes like, a bunch of times. Like, oh, this scary yeah, that toes. Was, that is more. <laughs> it's more like, ew, yeah. that's nasty. But like, I kept thinking because, like I, I've said already, I didn't know. Like, if that was in the original, so I'm like, there's got to be a payoff for this character at some point. Like that, like her sister. Like I kept thinking maybe her sister somehow is buried near the pet cemetery or something, and she'd come back later. No, it, there's no. there's li- like when I say there's literally no payoff. There is nothing. They show some flashbacks that don't lead to anything, and then that's that's it. Like they're only in there, like you said, to be like, ooh, we need a, spooky things. Yeah, here. we need extra horror scenes because people aren't gonna understand it's a horror movie unless we have some like scary <laughs> things in the middle. And like the whole paranormal messenger of the kid who dies on on campus with his brain showing and everything yeah and he's like haunting the sun yeah and he's like either i don't understand it it makes no sense and again there's no payoff for that and when i said they don't explain the rules to like the pet cemetery and what's going on that's one of them like like you said why is the why is the ghost of this guy who got hit by a car haunting the sun because the the little boy who's only two years old like he's the only one that can see this dead guy and why and it's always in like scenes where like they show like the rear view mirror in the car and like the dead guy sitting next to the sun, but you, no and one else can see It's always him. at these weird random times. Yeah. What's the deal with the teleporting? Like the dad has a dream 
or he sleepwalks or something and he goes through a door and it basically teleports him into the woods, into the pet cemetery immediately. <laughs> yeah. Then he wakes up. He's like, Oh, that was a bad dream. Oh no, my feet are dirty. I guess I was out there. How? Yeah. I don't Why? know. Why? What are the rules? What kind of world are we working with? Like what <laughs> is the, the magic in involved? Is it about time you shower, buddy? <laughs> right. Dude, there are so many stupid, pointless things. I got one thing. It's, it's, it's a small note. But the wife, if you know anything about Stephen King stuff, like lived in Maine, like pretty much all of his stuff takes place in Maine. Yeah. The wife is wearing a shirt that just says Maine. <laughs> not a college she went to in Maine or a high school. It just says the word Maine. Maine. <laughs> and not even one of those like touristy shirts. But also, we live in New York. I don't have one shirt that just says New York. <laughs> Who does that? Who in the world? It's different if it's like, New York Yankees, New York Mets, New York Jets, something yeah. like that. New York Rangers, best hockey team in the world, I heard. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but like her shirt just says Maine. And I'm like, oh, really? Is that where we are? I fucking get it. it was, Why would you have a shirt of your the state that you live? Not even the town. I think they were trying to go like, this is the feel of, of Stephen King. Like we're in a Stephen King movie because there's a part where um, the exit to the town from it is is on a road. The, 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 okay. There's characters stuck in traffic and you see like the road sign for, for the town. I'm like, okay, oh, good little, okay. Good little yeah. placement there. Fine. I'm fine with that. That's subtle. Yeah, no. That's I, clever. I, I know. What this you're... is just a woman wearing a shirt with the word Maine, Maine. on it. <laughs> That's not... A town, and again, not one of those tourist shirts, you know, where it's like it says Maine and it has like the state bird and like a boat on it and a lobster or something like that. It's just a blue <laughs> shirt with the word Maine printed on it, like a bozo. <laughs> what a, you want? You want to know what I thought thing. was funny? And and this is def, I like. I'm assuming in the original and in the book, the dad is a doctor. Yes. How he must make no money. Yeah, that house sucks. <laughs> and it's haunted apparently <laughs> they got a lot of land but it, they do have a lot of land but it was funny because i'm like oh this guy's doc like a doctor they he, he must be really wealthy this family must be wealthy they're probably moving into some baller ass house and then he goes down to the basement and i'm like you didn't look at this house before you moved here like this is a shithole <laughs> yeah there's no lights in that one room <laughs> what's in that in one room? room it's just darkness and he's like and he's just like i'm gonna walk into here no problem yeah creepy things going on uh, yeah, no, I thought that was that was stupid. I have a few positives for this movie. Do you? I do. Yeah, maybe you should pepper in some positives. I'll before... pepper in. A, I'll pepper in a positive or two because here. I've barely scratched the surface. Okay. on what I need to talk about. There's a few scenes in this movie that actually did have me at the edge of my seat in terms of like tension being built. The scene when you know or assume one of the kids is gonna get hit by that truck. Yeah, the lead up to that had me had me very tense. See. That that moment in the in the book is super graphic. Yeah. And being younger and reading it, I was just like, oh, gnarly, violence, whatever. That's, you know, cool, interesting, scary. Same thing with like the original movie, but it's not nearly as graphic because holy shit, the way it's described in the book is horrifying. Like and it makes me sick to read it now. Because, like, now I have a two-year-old, and the kid is two in this, and he's also, like, blonde-haired little boy, and, like, my son's blonde hair, and I was like, I cannot watch this little kid get hit by a truck right now. Like, I can't do it. Like, I was just, like, ready to, like, 
put my close put my your nose eyes down. Yeah, because I'm like I can't I can't watch this happen. Uh, but they swerved us and they changed it. And I think here's the thing. I think they did it on purpose because knowing that it's like okay, this book's been out for a long time. People remember the movie. They're not gonna suspect the girl. They're they're gonna be waiting for the boy. And they tease us with that by like having the kid standing by the car and cutting back and forth between the girl and the boy and the boy running to the road. In yeah. the book, the boy is like running towards the road and everything. And the 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 horrifying thing about it is that the dad is chasing after him and he reaches out to grab him and he's just too late. Yeah. Like he just misses him. It doesn't like trip. Something like is but that's the most tragic thing about it. And then he has to just like watch this. And there's even like a thing he's just like he's like and his like I I had to go like three doors down to like the Parker's house to go pick up his body. And his blood just dragged the street because the truck didn't hit him. It dragged him down the sh- down the street. Yeah. And there was you can, there's no open casket. It was just, yeah, it's brutal. It's horrible. This is like comically not brutal. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, like I was saying, it's, it's weird because there's a scene maybe a half hour before that that is brutal. Yeah. But then this part, the most important part of the movie, I would say, is so like PG-13 just throw away it almost would have been better to not show the body at all of the girl and just show from like that shot where you're looking down the side of the truck that's like fallen over that hit her mm-hmm. and you just see the mom and she like falls back and she's like screaming and crying but there's like no no sound or ever it's like that kind of tunnel vision feel it almost would have been better to just leave it as that and you never see the girl's body yeah because and then you just have to sit there with the grief of the parents and that hard mm-hmm but yeah. showing the body and when they show her, she literally looks like she landed. She's just doing like light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yeah. And her eyes are just closed. <laughs> yep. But like everything's fine. She's no blood, no nothing, no broken. She just looks like she's laying down. I'm assuming the reason why, like, well, I'm, I, I have a feeling it probably didn't test very well. They, it, maybe they tried it, but people are unsettled by seeing a little kid get like, fucking nailed like that yeah but i mean like we were saying earlier hereditary they do it and look how good that movie was and how good that movie did but even hereditary it happens in a flash and they don't really show it you know what i well, mean that's like, what that's why one you were saying it would be better if they didn't show the because sometimes not seeing something is scarier than actually seeing it yeah. i agree with that one of the like the scariest parts in that movie is after she gets hit the camera kind of goes up to the like the the rear view mirror and then it pans back down and goes and like because the kid is so afraid of what he's gonna see yeah and it's like a minute or two minute long shot of just him like starting to cry and too afraid to look behind him yeah and then he goes in bed and then they show just her like decaying head on the side of the road yeah which is like that's like a few minutes later they yeah. let that let that sit for a while but they let you like sit in like the dread for a long time and then they finally reveal something to you it how it would have been better if they didn't show you the body let you sit with like the grief and like how the family is feeling. And then when she shows back up after like when he digs her up or like something like that, that's when you see like, Oh shit, she got fucked up type thing. Yeah. Cause, cause they're going to prosthetics and stuff anyway. Yeah, I mean, like, they were going to show her anyway because they bring her back. Right. But like the fact that they just show you right away and she's fine. I feel like, like literally like when they bring her back as like a zombie, she has like deformities that she didn't have before, which I guess is because she's a zombie now. But even those are Barely. just yeah. I was gonna say even those is just like oh she's got a lazy eye. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. 
like her like the right side of her face is just kind of like droops a little bit yeah like but barely Mm -hmm. it's just like a little offset and i feel like right now i'm just like i really wanted to see a kid get destroyed yeah But, (laughs) but, but like i just feel like all the decisions with probably the most important part of the movie were all horrible decisions yeah and then on top of that like you said like they do a swerve where it was the boy in the book, but then they go for the girl in this one. That would have been cool if they didn't show me that in the trailer. They showed it in the trailer. Yeah, no, I didn't even know that. Yeah, because they show the they show the boy like sitting in like oh. they they show the boy fine, and then they show like a kid jump up. So you're like, oh, like, okay, I guess they're so like what that girl, yeah. yeah, yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> so stupid. Although you saying you're like, you know, not saying I wanted to see a girl like get fucking hammered, but. <laughs> After the after she came back as a zombie, I was just like, please somebody like fucking kill this kid already. <laughs> yeah, like, I really? don't want to see this. Yeah. When she goes into John Lithgow's house and he grabs the gun, I was like, this movie gets bonus points if Lithgow shoots this girl right now because <laughs> I would be all about it. Yeah. There was a, there was another thing and like I'm assuming this also wasn't in the book, so I guess it makes sense that they didn't put it in there. They they kind of almost play around with it where the girl's like face changes to look like John Lithgow's ex wife or wife. That's WTF number four. Okay. Yeah. I was assuming I, there was gonna be shape shifting. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I was assuming there was gonna be a point where maybe his wife was brought back and he had her like in the basement. That's why he knows about the pet cemetery. But then it was just like, no, his dog or his cat, whatever it was, they brought back. Yeah. And, uh, but then like, there's like this shape shifting scene where I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and then that's that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, f- I don't feel good about it. You want me to give you another positive? Please give me something. Okay. Um, I doubt you're going to sway me at all. No, least. I'm not even trying to sway you. Yeah, no. I'm going to say this, this movie, and this isn't really a compliment because this is like the bare bones minimal. This movie isn't as bad as the horror movies that I had to sit through last year. It's not as bad as a Truth or Dare or a Slender Man or a Hellfest or something like that that are solely just relying on jump scares. Like the whole movie is just jumps like the nun jump scare after yeah. jump scare. Like this movie isn't that isn't as bad as that. Like I feel like I've looked into the face of the devil and this isn't it. Yeah. <laughs> but but like I was kind of like okay, you know, you're you're at least trying to some degree. I think they missed their mark completely by focusing on diff- things that they shouldn't be, but it's not a like jump scare. It's not cheap, super, yeah, cheap, cheap thrill. So I'll, I guess I'll give it points for that. Like I said, they're <laughs> you're getting you're getting like the bare minimum of points right there. Yeah. And the the only other thing, and this is, I think this might actually be my last compliment of the movie. All right, good. I kind of like the story arc of the dad. I just wish they flushed it out more because I like that the dad is the one to bring her back when he's the one that doesn't believe in the afterlife right and that's kind of the point of like the book and the and the movie and that's why it's important that he's a doctor because he's a man of science so it's highlighted in the fact that he's the one who uses the cemetery and uses this supernatural way out and way to escape death because this whole time he just believes like death happens to all of us it's permanent the end because that's what i know from science and then finding this thing it's just like well there's some things that science isn't going to explain for you and his inability to actually deal with death when it happens in his life is like the main nut of the story it's that this whole time he's just like yeah it happens to everybody it's totally okay it's natural and then it happens to him 
so close to home with his children, he cannot handle it. Because all of it's around the children. Even even the burying of the cat and everything, it's for the daughter. It's for her own sake. Granted, when he does it, he's not doing it to bring the cat back. But, you know, you get, you get the drift. Yeah. I feel like, because I, I do like that. And, I mean, everything that you just said makes sense. It could be really good. I'm sure it was really good in the book. I think in the context of this movie, if you had spent more time, like I've been saying already, sitting with the grief and getting him to that breaking point, it would have been way more impactful because in this, like I said, it happens. There's a montage of the funeral. Yeah. And then he brings her back. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's almost it's almost immediately. Like from the time that real quick. From the time that she dies to the time that she's back, it's maybe ten minutes. Oh, from the time that she dies, the movie just speeds through and is just like, we gotta get this thing over with. Yeah, because they spent a fucking hour setting up the pet cemetery when they're not even gonna play by the rules that they set up. I so. know. Oh my god, it's all over the place. Yeah, when I die, please make sure I'm buried in a regular cemetery so I don't have to come back and ever see a movie like this again. <laughs> like, I'd be so, so upset. But you know what? There are a few things that I... Alright, there's one thing that I liked about this movie. And it's when the daughter's full zombie... And the mom comes back home. All right. Well, all right. Before I go into my positive, I'm going to say a couple other negatives about this. Okay. So when the mom comes home in the, I know in the original movie, but now I can't remember exactly how the scene plays in the book. Again, it was a long time, but the mom is like happy to see her daughter again. In the book. In the book. Yeah. She's like crying with joy because she's like, oh my God, like you're back. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure both of the kids die. They, they they both come back separately. Like he keeps doing it. He keeps going back and he can't like help himself. But anyways, <laughs> maybe maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. I don't remember. Again, long time ago. But in this she's all like you're not my daughter, like you're a monster type thing. Yeah. I guess, but in the book and every, that's what also makes it more tragic like they have to live through their child's death twice. Like basically, like you, you, or they're not allowing themselves proper grief or anything like that, and they're both caught up in the. I'm just happy that you're back, yeah. No matter what way, at least for for a while, they're happy that they're back. <laughs> so there's that. Also, the daughter is just like instantly like she doesn't love me. I'm gonna murder her. Yeah, fine. <laughs> but this kid is just like immediately psycho killer, and you know that's whatever. I get it. You're making a horror movie. But how strong is this little girl? <laughs> she's nine and she's a dead girl, but she has like super strength. She's dragging full grown person bodies around and she's like kicking down doors that are blocked with like multiple pieces of furniture. Yeah. How? So does she have super strength now? She's still a, a nine year old girl body that has been, been dead. Yeah. Not for long, but long enough that you shouldn't. You wouldn't be stronger. If anything, you'd have the same strength or you'd be slightly weaker. <laughs> what well, kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> but that moment, I'm glad she was able to break into that room because it led to my favorite moment. Okay. Because the mom is running away and she has their two-year-old son and she full-blown MJs that kid out the window. <laughs> yeah, she does. She dangles him out the window. Like, I'm going to drop him. And the husband's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. That's a horrible idea. She's like, catch him. <laughs> yeah. It just drops him. And I'm like, all right. That was a good, that was a good uh, touch. <laughs> Little shout out to Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm sure that was the moment in his life that he definitely wanted to re- reference. <laughs> yeah. 
It's better than a lot of other moments in his life, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. He'd rather keep secret. Um, hey <laughs> <laughs> The The characters in this movie, that's another thing. Very horror cliche. For the most part, I would say with the exception of the mom, because the mom is the only one that's like, it's weird because like the cat comes back and right away you're like, that cat's that cat's fucked up. Like, yeah, that's, that's not a real cat. That's uh, he's he's evil. And then hair, he's all mangy already, and he's clearly like covered in blood. That cat was definitely a method actor. He really got into the role. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think they used a real cat. Yeah, really? Yeah, not for all of it though. Not for all of it. I think they did use for most of it though. I think it's a real cat. Like when it's walking around and stuff. But like when it, what about when it's like looking at you? Do they do something to it? It doesn't look like a regular cat. I think it's a regular cat. I think they, I think they literally just were like, "Hey, cat, come over here. Let me fuck your fur up." <laughs> All right. Then um, I'm not okay with this movie. <laughs> Animals were harmed on this set, unless they just got the gnarliest cat ever. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, like when the cat comes back, it's clearly messed up, and everyone's kind of like, "Oh, like cat's the back. cat's back." And then, like when the girl comes back. She's clearly not okay. Like the dad is kind of like in denial. I would say maybe. Yeah, he's he just can't. Yeah, he can't cope. So yeah, he doesn't care how she's back. But the mom at least is like, what the hell is that thing? So she's, I guess, the one smart character in this movie. But I would say every other character makes this typical horror movie dumb decisions where you're like, you're doing exactly what you're not supposed to do. Like he's going down in the basement. And it's dark and there's noises. He's and he walks to him like. Yeah, everything that everybody does in this movie is the opposite of what a real person would do. <laughs> you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. And for that's sure. and that like I hate that in horror movies is when all the characters are dumb because they're all just disposable. Yeah, that's that's all. They as are. we find as we find out because everybody dies. Spoiler yeah. alert. You yeah. should know by now. It's all spoilers. But shit, you you had said something that that had reminded me of another point that I wanted to make about this movie. There was a moment in this movie. And it's when the dad is talking to John Lithgow's character that I had to bury my head in my hands and just like chuckle, trying to chuckle quietly. So, because I didn't want to ruin the experience for like other people around me. And when I went, there were a good amount of people in the theater. It wasn't like full, but it was filled out. Okay. The audience. Early on, the dad is having like these dreams or. I don't even know what the fuck they are. <laughs> wet dreams. These wet dreams where his feet get wet because he's walking <laughs> in the mud. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know those wet dreams. My feet are filthy. <laughs> <laughs> but in that, the kid who dies uh, on campus with his pumping brain, yeah, he tells him, like, don't go past the barrier. The, the ground is sour. And he says that. The ground is sour. And in that moment, you're just like, okay. And a Warheads commercial flashes on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but you're like, okay, that's just a line. Like, you don't think anything of it. The ground is sour. Then later, when John Lithgow's explaining it, he's like, some things can't be explained. But the the dirt up there, like the earth, it's just bad. And the dad looks at him like, the ground is sour. (laughs) John Lithgow's like, yeah, sure. That's basically what I said. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously that's not how he says it, but he's just like, John Lithgow's like, yeah. But, yeah. But it, like that, I just chuckled at that. I went, oh my God. And I just put my head down for a second because he took that line almost like, earth up there is real bad. So would you say it's sour? <laughs> huh? Like, wink? 
almost just like look down the barrel of the camera just right at us be like you guys remember right <laughs> you guys remember that we they, they clearly that just earlier. talking down to the audience like oh my god i at that moment and that's right after they bring back the cat so that's probably end of act one or beginning act two so it's act two it yeah. takes a really long time for this movie to early, get going. Yeah, it's like mid to early act two, and I was full-blown checked out at that point. I was just, <laughs> I almost walked out twice. I, I actually, almost couldn't finish this movie, but I was like, if it's going to be for the podcast, I have to see the ending. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I actually didn't check out, like check out just being like, like, like we had said the other day with Shazam, when the third act came in Shazam, it had already sold me enough where I was okay with the things that were wrong. Yeah. I was checked out probably right before the third act, but the third act in this movie also was so bad. If the third act in this movie wasn't so bad, I'd probably give it an like mediocre grade. Yeah. But the third act in this movie is horrible. It's really bad. It's the wor- like the I the climax of this movie, like what is supposed to be the climax, I guess is easily, the, I, I would say, the worst part of the movie. Yeah, which is the most important part of the movie, no matter <laughs> what kind of movie, but especially a horror movie. Yeah. I, you gotta close out strong. I actually, the way that I think this movie should have gone, I actually think the second act of this movie should have been the been been the strongest part of it. And I don't even know what the strongest, maybe, maybe the setup, maybe the first act is the strongest, but I, I would say the first act is the strongest. I think I, I enjoyed the movie less and less the longer it went on. But the, but, the, but the third act is awful. I've never checked my watch so many times in the theater. <laughs> That's impressive. I I think I looked at my watch a total of like once. All right, so I, I wish I wrote it down. I wrote down how many times I looked at my watch, but that's less important. I think for the first act, I didn't really look at my watch at all. I was just soaking it in. Basically, once the girl dies, I checked my watch maybe every 10 minutes because I felt like it was taking forever. <laughs> I was like, where... Where am I in this movie? Like, how much more do I have to go? And I'm like, oh my god, only ten minutes has passed. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> it was me and Holmes and Watson. I, ch- <laughs> I checked my I checked my watch. Like, no joke, like ten minutes into the movie, I was like, is it almost over? Oh god, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I was not pleased with this movie at all. Yeah, my I would say like my because I don't know how much more you want to say on this. I have no more. Okay, notes. my kind of like I guess closing statement on this movie would just be like, don't go see it. That's mine. <laughs> Actually, my my brother said he was like, what movie are you doing today? I was like, Pet Cemetery. He's like, oh, you saw it without me, and I was like, you don't want to see it. He's like, I did want to see it. And I was like, well, now that I've seen, it, I'm telling you, you don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that same thing at work. Like I had mentioned, I'm like, yeah, I saw Pet Cemetery. And a bunch of people were like, oh man, yeah, I really wanted to see that. And I said, don't. Just don't. Yeah. Go see literally anything else right now. <laughs> I, it has to be the worst thing playing in theaters right now, in my opinion. Ooh, I don't know, man. Well, not counting, I guess, because like Breakthrough just came out. And yeah, that looks pretty rough. I'm sure. I don't think Unplanned is playing anymore. No, I think that's out. Thank God. But um, yeah, I don't. When I was watching this movie, and I and I think afterwards, if you are like a lover of horror and you just want to watch a horror movie and you you'll you'll, you'll still take, hate this you'll i think if i think if you're a like if you just love horror movies and you just like that kind of movie and you are like okay with trash like the nun and stuff like that then maybe this will be a little bit better than some things that you've watched cuz this was definitely better than i would say half the horror movies i sat through last year mm. that doesn't mean that it's good yeah it's just it doesn't commit as many of the horror movie crimes that it could have but i'm it's, it's not it's not good I think it's very. I think it's a missed opportunity, honestly, because from what I've heard, the first one's dated. 
I think they really could have knocked this out of the park. And there's so many spots in it where I'm like, oh, you could have done this. This would have been so much better. And, and there's it's so just... many movies that are pulling off similar themes and tones that you could have kind of like used as reference without fully copying. And it would have felt fresh and it would have felt different from other horror movies. This felt just like any other fucking, or at least I'd say felt just like most of these horror reboots feel. And it's lackluster and flat. Yeah, that's in tone deaf. You, you you little you just you just summed it up. It's lackluster. Lackluster is the way that I felt about it. Yeah, man. What info do you have on this movie? You got like tomato tomatoes. You got budget stuff like that. I honestly yeah. don't even care about. You I wouldn't do I, care. How I, is this movie doing? Is it good? Well, Am I wrong? I'll just tell you the budget. Cost twenty one million to make. That's light. It is light, but For what did they what they days. spend the money on? They spent it on on like two scenes. Yeah, pretty <laughs> in a much. fog machine. And <laughs> but the biggest fog machine you've ever seen. seen. <laughs> so it's at twenty one million to make. Uh low budget, but also I mean, I would say that this is a low budget horror movie just by watching it. Yeah. It's at eighty two million right now worldwide. Twenty one and it's only made eighty two. It's quadrupled so, its budget. It hasn't killed. But that's it, not a but, lot of money. Still, eighty-two million is like nothing for box office. Yeah, it's it really is compared to all the other movies. It really isn't that much. But I feel like the studio is probably happy. They they made their money back. Yeah, and and some. So, but I feel like as they were making it, they knew how shit it was. They're like, we got to spend so little money that way. Even if we don't make a ton of money, it's gonna look really good. Well, you know what? That's why there's so many ho- shitty horror movies. Is you because it costs nothing to make. It costs nothing to make, and then people want to have jump scares and be scared, so they go to the theater and you make all your money back, and then some, and then you can pump out the next one. Like, mm. it's I feel like it's a it's a lucrative business to make shitty horror movies. <laughs> yeah, it really is. We got to get into this. Yeah. So I'll give you the scores. Tomato. The critics are bringing this in at a fifty-eight percent. Okay, it's rotten. The audience, forty-one percent. Good job, audience. Tomato. You're going tomato. Yes, I'm going tomato. Great. <laughs> what letter grade? I'm gonna go D plus. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna go D plus. Ask me mine. What is F? This? Yeah, I knew it's it was a fucking F. F. I fucking D+. hated this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm grading on a scale. I'm grading on a curve for sure. Yeah, I'm grading on a curve too. A curve of my dick. <laughs> what? What is that curve? <laughs> it's about a. It's almost a ninety degree angle. <laughs> it just, it's just a free fall. <laughs> yeah. No, this movie can suck my dick. I fucking hated this. Yeah, like I would never watch this again. And I actually want to watch the original because you should. I've heard, you know, I've heard that the original is definitely better than this one. And I'm curious how they tackle some things because uh, there's a lot of weird decisions in this movie. I, I want, just I want to reread the book. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have it on my shelf. I should just crack it open again. I was reading it last year. Reading it? It. Last Stephen King's year? it. I see it up on your shelf above your head. Yeah. That's what I mean. These books are so thick. I was going to say, that's like, a chode of a book. <laughs> it really is. I, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I'm going to reread it before we do the podcast, just so I can like, have the info on it. And then I picked it up. I'm like, this book's like fucking 500 something pages. Like, I'm not reading this in like two days. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got work to do. Yeah. Honestly, like, like I said, I've sat through by far way worse horror movies. And that's the only reason why this is getting barely a pa- like above a passing grade for me yeah i'm not passing it not passing at all but d plus d plus is decent though so you're saying you would grade it higher than the critic score even yeah not a grade higher than the critic score wow deep d plus that's like 67 to 69 territory uh yeah yeah really yeah f 
F, F all day for it's you. It's an F for the movie. It's an F for your grade, too. You're uh, wrong. Your opinion's wrong. You I, know that, right? I'm sorry. Ugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm going higher Jesus. than that. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't watch The Nun last year. No, I didn't. That's an F. Well, I won't. <laughs> Good. I'm not going to watch it. And I'm never going to watch this movie again. And uh, maybe this is why I'm not super excited for Child's Play 2, bringing it back to the trailer park a little bit. These movies just don't entice me. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how like It 2 comes out that did you see did you see the first it i need to watch it still yeah it's really good i'll let you borrow it i still gotta give you back john wick too yeah and one but i watched one (laughs) that's that's what i was gonna say i was like i don't think i got one back (laughs) no you didn't you didn't i'll get it back to you before power bottom power bottom three john wick power bottom (laughs) i don't know i might be way off base i don't think i am honestly i don't think you're off base i also don't think i'm off base though either but you also don't have the context of the book or the original yeah, movie. Yeah. I'm I you know what? I I would never want to talk about this movie ever again, but I do want to if you get a chance to watch the original, maybe on a future episode, I want to kind of ask you about how your feelings are now if you like kind of compare the two looking back and knowing that I think the original movie does a kind of a better job translating from the source material. I actually so, have uh the original Pet Cemetery's uh rotten tomato score what is it it's let's lower than this okay let's, let's tomato tomato that i don't have the tomato for it oh okay uh the critic score for that one is a 50 percent. huh eight points lower well i said it doesn't hold up yeah yeah but does that go by like what the reviews were when it came out no because rotten tomato wasn't around that. <laughs> no i know but i didn't know if they like compile old like past reviews or no, something you, like I, that. I, I'm pretty sure, like with the way it works with those movies, is like people come on now and review them, like critics. Oh, but there, but there you go. Then it might have been higher when it came out because you know, like I said, doesn't hold up very well. Yeah. So yeah, man, let down, let down by I, this. I was actually, I like Stephen King and I like Stephen King movies because we've seen you know how many good ones there are, especially with like how successful it was. Granted, I haven't seen it. I haven't heard really any bad things about it or much bad things, if any. So it's really good. Yeah. So like kind of half expecting like, okay, they're doing good Stephen King movies now. Albeit they did do dark tower based, I think in like the same year as they did it. So they had yeah. like a huge flop and like a huge hit in the same year. And they were both granted. It's not like there's like a studio. I think almost that's a problem. Make like a, a Stephen King averse. Like where these movies are. Well, the Dark Tower was supposed to start the Kingiverse, I think. Oh God, <laughs> you picked the wrong fucking horse to because lead the, that charge. Well, like the Dark Tower, like in the books, also like that brings all the universes together. How long do you think before they try to redo that? Oh, I don't know. Because th- honestly, that's that one. I feel like may have been doomed from the get go. Yeah. Just because like that story is already extremely hard to uh, make. It, that story is also, I think, like seven or eight books. Oh, yeah, and yeah, that's right. So, like, they, I think, just kind of like combined like a bunch of them just to try and get this thing going, and it failed horribly. So, I don't really, th- I don't think they're going to go for it anymore. Also, I don't, why, why do we need a, we don't need a Stephen King universe? I think it'd be easier to do like damage control and really like, I mean, if you make, had one studio, makes sense. If you had one studio with a vision for all of them and like they stuck to the source material, then yes, I think that would, that would work fine. I don't think you need it to be like, I don't think you need the Dark Tower. Like, if their intention is we're going to bring all these movies together at some point, 
Don't no, do that. No, no, no. That yeah, we don't need an Avengers of Stephen King. Yeah. You don't need Carrie to be riding around <laughs> in the fucking car from uh Christine. Yeah. And Most- then and then she's like, I gotta go walk my dog and it's Cujo. Cujo. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like Christine's summer vacation and she's staying at like the hotel from The Shining, <laughs> and fucking she gets uh she gets arrested that... for something, and she goes uh she goes to the Shawshank Redemption, yeah, Shawshank Prison, and then she breaks out and she hops into a eighteen uh, wheeler from Maximum Overdrive, <laughs> and she's barreling down the highway, and she runs over some two year old boy. <laughs> oh and man, the da- yeah, like <laughs> actually this act this sounds fucking cool. This is so sick. We gotta get writing. All right, yeah, most of these movies are are. Right now, at least, it's Paramount, Warner Brothers, and then Netflix has been picking up a few of them. So, yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. That's basically like TV movies these days anyways. Yeah. Well, I want to know what the people think. I want to know what you guys are thinking. If you saw this movie, I'm sorry, but maybe you liked it. I don't know. Let us know how you feel. We're going to post up the Rotten uh, Tomato scores, and you guys can give your own tomato tomato on our Instagram. You can find us at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Leave us some five-star reviews on Apple or Facebook or wherever you can, wherever you're listening. Yeah, we're still doing that contest, so... Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to post up pictures of the shirts so you guys know that we're not just blowing smoke up your ass. <laughs> and, you know, get some, get some shirts, maybe a couple uh, DVDs that are kicking around my apartment I don't want anymore. <laughs> Maybe uh maybe I'll just give you guys John Wick one and two on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, it's actually on 4K. <laughs> oh okay. But well, we do see you guys when you comment, when you message us. We love we love talking to you guys. So keep it coming. And until then, suck it, losers. <laughs>